0: Progress. What is up with you? I just ironed a shirt. I uh, taught my final class for the summer session today. That's what's up with me. Oh, nice. I, I think I put it in my notes, but I didn't. I didn't actually send it to you. I think you should talk a little bit about the check out because you did mention it in episode one. So I think it would be interesting to come back to it. The checkouts are very rewarding um, because
1: it's pretty much from top to bottom, a hundred percent positivity and kind of, yeah. It's like, it's validation, you know, for me, for them, it's because the the experience is always, and it's funny. Cause like, I'm spoiled. I've come to expect it. and But Mm -hmm. then I'm always a little bit afraid that like, it's not gonna be that way. Right. Um, But so far, so good. You know, people who are taking a, an acting class for the first time ever in the universe. And, and and in most cases, the only time ever people say, like, I didn't know what to expect. I, w- or yeah. like, I was just going to sit back or, you know, whatever, but people really respond to the class. I, I really work hard to create an environment where people can do, because these aren't life or actor folks. These are regular people. Yeah. So I have to kind of try really hard to establish right from the jump. Like this is a safe space and we can be ourselves in here. And obviously nobody does it right away, but as mm-hmm. the semester goes on, it happens more and more and by the end. And it also happened with the crunched up little summer session, you know, after four yeah. weeks today, people were still, I one girl cried. Uh, yeah, people talk, It's like it's like deep shit because people don't have, a lot of people don't have the opportunities to do those sorts of things like at all
0: you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they don't, they think it's like very inaccessible or impossible or like, Mm -hmm. you know, or like so many people have the stage fright or they just don't want to get up in front of people. And, and, you know, it's a very vulnerable thing that we do. And then if you go through it, so when I was in South Korea teaching English, um, you know, I did that, right? Listeners, did you know I did that? Um, (laughs) so we, uh, most of my teaching we we it was we was like a language camp it was supposed to be an immersive language camp but these are like elementary and middle school age kids for the most part a couple Mm -hmm. high school classes um you know so they, they you know their english level probably wasn't good enough to be fully immersive um but obviously i didn't speak korean i had a korean assistant teacher who helped but the kind of half of the program was them doing a play in English, a little like, you know, five to 10 minute play based on their English level. And so that you never told me. You never told me that. It was really cool. Uh, Yeah. So there was one class that I still remember to this day. And so this was, this was in whatever year this was, 2009, I think. And I was, uh, so I was living in South Korea and like, you know, everyone knew that I was an actor. I'd done acting in college. I was planning on doing it. So then there was a Korean you know, a K drama that came to our campus and shot like we were the. It was like it took place at a Korean high school, and our campus was like the high school, and so they were shooting in a couple different places there. And they needed an English teacher, and so like my friend, who was the liaison between the, between the crew and the school, suggested me. So I was I had I was on two episodes of mm-hmm. Kot Namja. Which is a Korean show called Boys Over Flowers. It was on Netflix at some point. I don't know if it is still. That's really. And cool. They like, yeah, they like straightened my hair. I looked, it looked real weird. That's really interesting. But this is all getting around to talking about teaching acting. So, I mean, it was always very rewarding. You know, the kids were always very proud of themselves at the end. But uh, the one, like the high school group, we have one or two high school groups in this one has always stuck in my mind, and they were there and you know, Kotbura Namja was like the, it was the hot K-drama, and they knew that it was shot on that, you know, campus. So I think, you know, there was that buzz with these teenagers being like, oh, we're on the Boys Over Flowers campus. So it was the hot K-drama, and you're in that? It was apparently the hot K-drama in 2009. Yeah, and I'm in it. I'm uh-huh. in it. I mean, I think I'm in like episode four and six. Like, I mean, it's just like, you know, enter into the classroom. I'm talking, I'm reading out of a book or whatever. I don't, it's, I don't have any real scenes. I'm basically a featured extra but I am speaking. So you're speaking. Um, Korean. So, no, no, I'm speaking English. I'm the, I'm the main oh. kid's English teacher. Um, I see. I see. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm teaching these high school kids and it's like, you know, they're a little older, so they kind of understand a little bit more. Their English is a little bit better. So it's just the most fun week of teaching that i've had they're all having a blast and at the same time this show is airing and i guess the week that they were there happened to be one of the weeks that my episode was coming out and i think they'd Uh heard rumor i think they'd heard rumor that one of the teachers was a teacher there but like Mm -hmm. you know it airs kind of late at night so they were definitely not supposed to be up watching it and so they like I think it probably aired on like a Wednesday or something and the last day was Sunday or whatever. I could, you know, I could kind of tell, but they, none of them said anything about it. And then the last day, they all wrote me these notes that I had for a long time. And just telling me like how confident they felt in their English and all this. And And then a few of them were like, we definitely weren't supposed to watch the show but we stayed up late and when we found out it was you we were just so excited and blah blah and it was just so great to see they'd been like holding in that excitement because they didn't want to be the bad kids who stayed up past 10 p.m or whatever but um, yeah it was it was really really rewarding it was it was a really fun experience
1: you have a really interesting life man
0: I do, I do. I, uh, I I do have an interesting life. I just throw myself around this universe sometimes. You got My, to study at the
1: Moscow Art Theater. Yeah. Which which like to your I guess to your average person maybe that's it, it that, even to even to a person who has no knowledge that sounds exotic but to anyone who's involved at all that you know that's huge
0: to anyone who knows anything about acting like they know that that's the birthplace of modern acting of real you know what do we call it realism or whatever psychological realism psychological realism yeah. I think I'm in my life I'm trying to veer away from psychological realism. I'm trying to be psychological <laughs> phantasm or whatever. While I'm while I'm thinking about it, let me do let me let me tell you about my little story on set. It was it's just a little yeah, yeah. blip of a story, but so I'm there and everyone in the crew is speaking Korean. Like and I kind of like, you know, I I don't think I hadn't been on a set at this point. I think this was my first. TV film job so I don't even think I'd been now, on now like you know did film. you did you how long were you there I was in Korea for just shy of a year
1: um, okay teaching. so how so how far if far at all did you get with like understanding like like what's how like what's the language barrier like
0: the language barrier is about as high a wall as you can imagine. It's the. I it see. Was, okay. okay. Yeah. It was so for a couple of reasons. One, especially back then, I didn't have confidence in learning language. Like French was the only, was my worst grade in all of school. Um, I see. Two, they didn't really want the Americans, well, it wasn't all Amer- Americans, Canadians, British, people, the native English speakers to learn Korean because it was supposed to be an English immersion camp. So Uh they didn't really encourage us to learn it. So I learned a few phrases like, which is, where's the bathroom? And some other stuff. Um, uh, If you were were to do
1: that now, you would probably like be studying Korean the whole entire time
0: you were there, like regardless of what they said. Yeah, for sure. One thing that I did learn was the alphabet, the Korean alphabet. uh, It's called I believe. Um, and it is, uh, you're studying a little bit of Chinese. So, you know, it's, you know, Chinese is uh, a character alphabet. How do you, it's not hieroglyphs, but, you know, it's based on images, right? Right. So, it's glyphs. I mean, it's glyphs. Yeah. Yeah. So the Korean Hangul alphabet was basically invented by some Korean, I think it, he was called a king in like the 1400s to, uh-huh take the sound, you know Koreans very influenced by Chinese the language, but they didn't have an alphabet for it. so he created this alphabet in like 1400. and it's like a pretty sweet cool alphabet and I don't really remember it now but I it was I remember really enjoying learning how the characters came together and like the sounds because uh-huh. basically every symbol, it's not like you know in the Roman alphabet where each letter is a sound. Right. Each, each symbol is basically it's, I'm uh, what's the, what's the like half of a word, you know, like part of a word, you know what uh, I'm saying? A, right? uh, yeah. Like a,
1: a particle. I don't know. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. I know what you mean.
0: Man, I, this is something I should really know. I'm going to really kick myself for, for not remembering that, but um, yeah. So basically each symbol they don't have letters, but they have like shapes that, Are letters but you have to combine them into two or three shapes to make the sound basically the phoneme Um, and then you combine a few of those together to make the word so that was really that was really interesting and that was like uh it was it was fun building a puzzle so to go back to being on set i didn't speak a word of korean at all this was a couple it was probably a couple months into my time there didn't speak a word of korean the cast and crew mostly was just speaking Korean. And so I'm on my I'm on my mark, and I mean, you've been on sets before where like it kind of settles, and if you don't hear action, you're not sure if action has happened. So for a few takes, I like got it. I understood, but there was one, but I never picked out what the word "action" was. And That's
1: so, there so, was funny. Take, yeah. <laughs> so there was this one take.
0: Yeah. So there was this one take where and i you know the scene starts with me like reading or whatever there's this one take where i just didn't i just didn't get it for whatever reason and i so i was just sitting there kind of like looking at my book and nothing was happening and i'm like and i'm like realizing i'm like oh shit i think i'm fucking up now and one of the stars like the star of the show he's sitting there he's like he like kind of gives me a little look, and I was like, "Okay, action!" <laughs> I was just like, whoo. "Oh my goodness!" Uh, yeah, it was really funny. Yeah, so that was my that was my first experience on set.
1: That's 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 tremendous. Yeah, it was a good one. So, so, is, so is it on Netflix?
0: You're not sure. It used to be. I know it was at a certain point called Boys Over Flowers. The director was pretty prolific at the time. I wish I could remember his name. I guess I could I could look at some point, you know, it was at Netflix probably like five or six years ago. So I feel like things don't really stay on Netflix that long unless it's a Netflix property. So I have no oh idea, goodness. but I'm If it's, I'm sure if it's, our internet sleuth audience could definitely go and find it somewhere. I got to see this, man. I got to <laughs> see that. That's, a, I mean, I that's
1: amazing. That's amazing for like innumerable reasons, you know? <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. It's like, I, I I don't think about it that often, but when I look back, I'm like, that's one of the coolest experiences that I have had in life. And that, like most people would say that's probably top three cool experience in life.
1: I mean, that's obviously that's super duper unique. That's your sort of traveling. I, because in your life, you have a, you have a pursuit that has to do with, uh, you know, sort of acting in general, right? You've got the acting mm-hmm. pursuits. You've got a yeah. language thing, which, which maybe was sort of back burner uh, and now you're studying foreign language, but, but that's, that's a convergence. It's like Lost in, you know, you've seen Lost in Translation. We talked about yeah, Lost yeah. in Translation when the director is directing, is like, does you want me to turn to the left or to the <laughs> right? And he talks for like. <laughs> two hours and he's like you
0: turn left I think uh, back then it was more of a travel thing I loved traveling I I went to Europe I've been to Europe a couple a few times I've been to Asia a couple times my sister lived in China for seven or eight years she speaks Chinese Uh, now she lives in Italy so I get to go visit her sometimes so now I'm looking back and I'm like wow 23 year old guy of got to be traveling in South Korea and acting on TV at the same time. So is yeah, your pretty, sister
1: the cool one? Like, are you actually, because I think you're the interesting one, but is it really that like I'm getting the leftovers?
0: <laughs> yeah, you're definitely getting the leftovers. I'm
1: just, no, my sister,
0: <laughs> <laughs> my sister is super smart. She like got, she was the person with like a 4.7 GPA in high school oh, uh, that I was always yeah. Yeah. She was, uh, she was valedictorian or salutatorian or whatever. She would tell you that she's not good at the languages that she just wanted. She just kind of like picked the hardest thing she could. Cause I think she was kind of bored by school. So she's like, I am going to study the hardest thing I can think of that will also allow me to travel. So she decided to get a major in Asian studies and focus in on Mandarin Chinese. So she's, so- yeah, she's very in travel. She's so much better traveled than me. So you've talked
1: about how for you, it was important to get good grades and you didn't realize until later on that that wasn't the way it was for everybody. So it's the yeah. same thing. It's the same thing for all
0: of you. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a family thing. We were very incentivized by grades. Our allowance would, I forget what the numbers were, but it was like if you get an A, you get this much. If you get a B, you get half of that. You get nothing for anything below that. And I think I mean, this never happened because I never got below... B, to be totally honest um but if you got anything below that i think you had to give money back <laughs> it was very uh oh, it very much wielded the uh, the american experience the american value system wow
1: that's my so you guys are like a dreidel where like if you get the if you get the noon you get something if you get the hay you get something but if you land on the wrong one you're like you gotta you gotta pay hail satan hail satan peace and love cheers